0: Welcome to tip no advice on the
1: poor yeah, yeah. yeah, salt, salt. the true story of three strangers picked to work in a camp together and have their lives If I just stop me for light, and start getting real I'm Eric Izzy, tell them popitoto daddy is vibes
0: part two since Eli keeps stealing my Instagram handle I'm gonna use his for the day <laughs> um Paige is not here. She's somewhere on a beach, maybe vacation, proudly burnt. Not proudly, she, she is burnt. <laughs> Can't wait for her to give you the rundown of how her vacation went next week while she's on here. It's going to be a DVD. <laughs> Uh Today we got our boy Chris on here. He's a family friend, and by family friend, I mean, I met him about a year or two ago, but he's a close friend of the family. So he's the family's family. He's everybody's family. Chris. Flores, you can tell us a little about yourself, what you do, where you're from, college you graduated from, all that good stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, thank you for having me first and foremost. Uh, my name is Chris, I'm, you know, born in the Bronx, New York, um, and graduated from high school here in Northern Virginia, actually, well, here to you and me. Um, yeah. I just graduated also from Randolph-Macon College with a degree in sociology, a minor in music, and um, I'm a... A brother of Alpha Phi Alpha Fraternity Incorporated, the greatest fraternity in the world. Oh uh, that's 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 me in a nutshell.
1: Talking a little heavy there with the greatest fraternity out there,
2: huh?
0: Did come heavy. Hey.
1: <laughs> um
0: that's, uh-huh. We got our boy next week, my my old roommate, he's Sigma. I'ma see if he thinks the greatest fraternity on the world too.
2: Oh you know, I feel like I feel like he
1: should say that.
0: He, he should. I, I would want him
1: to. He, he absolutely should say that. <laughs> all right. So, Paige is on vacation. Um, A little life update with me. I'm currently still in the A. Power is out. So, if we lose a little connection, just know that it's because the power is out and the Wi Fi or the, the data did mess up.
0: For all of our listeners, <laughs> the A in his context is Arkansas. in case
1: case you didn't know the a is arkansas and i do run the state in case everybody was curious
0: but nobody nobody's there so it's probably not hard to run
1: Mm, there's a lot of people here it's a lot of white folk but there's a lot of people here
0: that's how i know you don't run the a
1: (laughs) (laughs) Alright, so Paige is on vacation and then we thought about this and we're thinking, <laughs> what is it, a strong four reasons or five reasons why you wouldn't go on vacation with people?
0: Alright, I'll list mine off just as they come to my head. Mm-hmm. One, there's sobriety. I'm not going on vacation with people who I know don't drink. For a week at the beach, I do not want to be surrounded by people who do not drink. Like, nothing about that sounds appealing. Because then, I'm not saying they gotta drink, but now it's gonna be weird when I do drink and if I'm on vacation, I wanna drink, I wanna have a good time you can't be that one drunk friend when nobody else is drunk. Cause now you're just annoying Mm -hmm. because to the other four, they metal, they chilling. And it's like, yo, like what are they on? So their sobriety would be one. Second reason I wouldn't go on vacation with people. I would not go on vacation with anybody. If it was only couples going, cause I'm not going to go with only couples. Let me be the only single person. And now y'all at the bar boot up, ready to leave at 1130. Cause already climbing bed and whatnot. And I'm trying to spit games at shorties. Cause this is vacation. So I'm not going on vacations with couples. Um, I'm not going on any vacation ever again where there's five people in a five-person car. Oof. will not happen because mm. that just was not comfortable. <laughs> Won't do it, can't pay me to do it. Um, That's three. Four. I'm not going on any vacation that I just think that I'm going to hate the destination. And so far we haven't really had a squad vacation like that. But if someone pitches something like Dolly Park. Yeah, y'all going to go without me because I'm I'm not going to be there. And then the fifth one is probably not going on any vacation. Where I'm the only black person there, only minority.
1: Mm. Those will be my
0: hard five. Wow.
1: I mean, I can't argue with that. I don't know who on their right mind would go to Dolly Land or whatever, Dolly Park, and think that was going to be a good
2: one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You mean Dollywood in Tennessee? Yes, that place rock. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Oh. That place is fun. Oh no! Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's funny.
0: What made it like that?
2: Um, man, it was just a good time. I went with uh, I went with my brothers and my cousins, and it, they got big ass roller coasters, and that's what I like. They had good food, that's what I like. They had it was hot. That's what I like. I mean it was just it was a good time
1: and I had the people that I liked with me. All right, have you so been? It does show that if you I go not to a been. shitty place but with the good people, it might balance out a little
0: bit. You know what, actually? If there's good food and there's good people, I could see that working anyway. Post town was trash, but we made post town good.
1: Yeah. Right. But we were also only at Town for like a day or two.
0: Yeah. Huh. So 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 what's gonna stop you from going on vacation?
1: I'm trying to think I had one, but then we start talking about Dollywood and I lost it. <laughs> I got a decent list, I think. All right, hit us. My number one,
2: I'm not going on vacation with women that are menstruating. Oh <laughs> heavy hitter. I can't do it. I've done it. I can't do it again. I'm also like you said. You can't be the only minority. I can't be mm-hmm. the I can't be the only minority. I also can't be the only male. There have to be other black men on this uh, on this trip with me.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, I have to have my own bathroom. If we're, not, if we're going to a place where I can't have my own bathroom, I'm not going. Cause who knows what's going to be happening.
0: That one. That's the first one that I gotta say. Not not the women menstruating, but the own bathroom is almost kind of bougie.
1: <laughs> <So> <laughs> it's bougie? You, there,
0: and you got four rooms, two bathrooms.
1: Yeah, because usually it's you whoever has
0: locked bathroom. down one bathroom for yourself.
1: Yeah, it's usually whoever has the master. You got that. Be- you got that bathroom. But then everybody else is usually sharing one. Hey, I'll, I'm going to go ahead and get my own
2: place then. <laughs> because my next thing is i have to have a place where i don't have to hear or talk to anybody else me i'm an introvert i respect my uh, my alone time i need my alone time so i think that's my fourth on my list is nice. th- my own bathroom and my own my own place because i got to be able to get away especially when it's time to go to sleep i can't have drunk somebodies knocking on a door making noise doing whatever they're doing outside i i gotta have
1: my own space See, I feel like when you're in the Airbnb, though, like let's say you go to bed, people might still be rowdy. It's just something that you got to, you kind of, you when you know you're with those people, you know you got to be prepared for that. And that's how I know I got to get my own space. <laughs> <laughs> that
2: is fair.
0: Sometimes I will be laying there and it's like, I, all right, I, when I'm ready to go to sleep, I'm ready to
1: go to sleep. Right.
0: So then all the rowdiness around, so I'm like, when are y'all going to shut up? <laughs> uh, I usually try to get the room as if I don't have the masters which I try to do, I'll I'll give the guest the chip to getting the Masters after this, but if I don't have the Masters, I try to get the room the farthest from the living room. Mm -hmm. That's like step, that's step one in Airbnb if you don't get the Masters, because step 1A is get the Masters. And I don't know how anybody else does it. If you don't do it like this, you're wrong. Whoever puts the B&B on their card gets the Masters. It's written in law.
2: (laughs) I feel like that makes sense. Yeah, if you put it it together.
0: It does, but people be acting like that's not – they still want to argue over who gets them when they get them. I'm like, yo, like whoever card on file, decide where they sleep at least.
1: Yeah, you were gracious enough when we went to Charlotte to let me and Anna have it since we were the only couple, and I do appreciate that.
0: I'll tell you what. I still took the second best one.
1: You did. (laughs) If I'm putting
2: my card on file and I don't get the master, I am canceling the transaction. (laughs) Everybody going home and everybody going to be mad. That's how I feel.
1: Oh, that's incredible!
0: <laughs> Yo, where was it? <laughs> Didn't we go to Philly once and Haley got upset about the room you took or whatnot? Bro,
1: Haley was there for one night. I booked it. Like that was the f- that was our first real one where we because the first one was in Louisville or in Kentucky, and the, this was the first real squad one. So we booked it. Haley wasn't even going to come. She does come through, and then we get back after a long night of drinking. And she's like trying to take the master. And I was like, bro, I already got my bag on here. The hoodie's on the bed. I don't know what else you want from me. That's clean. Yeah, no, that, that was outrageous. And she brought a blow-up mattress. You already had a plan of where you were going to sleep at. Mm.
2: There's a white woman? Of course. There's a white
0: woman. Yep. While we're on B&Bs, my next issue with B&Bs, if it's not a couple thing, Unless you're like, yo, I really hate this person. I need my own room. Or you go into it thinking, like, I need my own room. It's almost more convenient. If you're the same friend, Cordial. Sarah Share a bit with somebody of the opposite sex. Like, I don't even care if y'all go head to toe. Because me and Haley shared a bit before. Me and me and Paige clearly shared a bit when I was in Kentucky or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And we all, three of us did at one point. And that's just because we was drunk and we was stupid. <laughs> but outside of that, it's like, yo, like, we cool. Late here, go to sleep. By the time we go to bed, it's going to be two or three anyway. Do not, under any circumstance, make my 6'3 boy share a bed with his 6'3 boy, <laughs> and both of them 6'3, six, six, years old. Like, that don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> like,
2: it's no reason why it should be 12 foot 6 inches in one bed.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, That's, that's funny. funny. It is, it's really something we need to figure out ahead of time of where people are going to be at because we keep running to an issue where everybody's like, "Oh, I want this place. I want this place." It's like, "We need to have this shit planned out beforehand."
0: I think what it comes down to is you never know how nice the room will are mm. until you get there. And the rooms like when you're looking at the pictures, it usually doesn't show you the house floor plan cuz I know I've switched once or twice and it's solely cuz the room is farther from the living room. Yeah.
1: Now, what about this? So, we we obviously have a thing about if you if you book it, you got the master but let's say, like how it was in Charlotte, are we going first come first serve at the Airbnb? If you get there first, like Jersey Shore style, you claim the room.
0: Outside of the Masters, yes. Okay. But the Masters belongs to whoever's card it's on.
1: Hmm. Not matter. And
0: if you're, if you're a friend of the friend, I don't care if you get there first or not. You don't get any specifics on a room. Yeah, you don't too. get like Ethan's girl. Like, nobody knew her but him. Mm. He was invited because, like, that was that was his homegirl from school. If she would have been in there and made a seat because she went in a different room, I would have been like, yeah, that's just not going to happen. Because, like, the only person you know here is him. you just a friend of a friend. Like, I, I don't care about what you want.
1: Now, what about Phoebe? Because you guys knew her, but, like, we didn't. Where, does she, where is she in the hierarchy?
0: On the hierarchy? Phoebe is still the same way, but we all arrived at almost the same time because we rode with you down there. Mm-hmm. And the only reason she ca- she actually said she didn't care where she slept. Yeah, she just slept with Paige because Paige was like, "Oh, I'll sleep with Phoebe." I was like, "Cool."
1: But if we didn't like, let's say, let's say Phoebe was gonna stay longer, right? And oh mm-hmm. well, yeah, she was gonna stay longer, and like she was trying to make a fit. Where does she stand on the hierarchy?
0: On the hierarchy, yeah. There was only four rooms, and there was what eight of us, nine of us. I think so. On that, yeah, there was nine of us, and there was four rooms. On that hierarchy. She is the last to pick outside of Ethan's friend. And the only reason I'm saying that is because Phoebe at least knows me, Kev, and Ethan. Ethan's friend only knew Ethan. As far as Ethan and Kevin, I know Ethan and Kevin. And then you know Ethan and Kevin from the beach the year before that for spring break. Yeah. And then Paige knows Kevin. And so does Anna because they met him when they came to Fredericksburg for the weekend. Mm. So just off of the hierarchy of the whole list of who knows who, Phoebe knew the second least people and was invited by us. And Ari knew almost nobody. (laughs) So Ari was last, and Phoebe would have been above her for last to pick.
1: And we're we're really writing these Ten Commandments for Airbnbs, and it's Mm -hmm. kind of nice.
0: Yeah. We're going to have to reference this episode for the next trip because we'll run into the same
1: thing we always do. Exactly. Bro, I was thinking about it. So I think I'm at the point where if it's like, (laughs) longer than five maybe even six hours i'm flying i'm done with driving bro i told you that like I, toy
0: how you feel about road trips
2: out man i like to drive just because i never really been a plane person we used to drive down to florida drive Mm. up to new york like it was never really an issue and especially now that i have a whip and now that i like to be in control of the destination i like to be in control of the speed being black in america we're not supposed to drive fast Exactly and so. then um, I also like to be able to leave when I'm ready to leave, so if if you rolling with me, I'm driving plus planes get delayed and stuff and they got this COVID-19 came out I'm good I'm, I'm going to go ahead and stay in my own car but I get down with I like
0: trips. the I like the point you made about driving because that's how I truly be feeling sometimes, because when you're on when you ride with someone, you're on their time But if I'm like, man, I'm trying to beat the traffic, I'm leaving tomorrow at 8 a.m., y'all either going to wake up and get in the car or y'all going to get left. So I can control that.
2: Exactly. And then I can be mad if somebody else is late. I can't be mad if I'm just riding and somebody else is late. Yeah. That that is very true. But, God, I hate driving.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm much on the offline at this point. I'm just—I don't like driving, especially because we did like when we did the 18 hours to Arkansas. Like,
0: yeah, now, 18 hours would very upset me, but the five hours, five and a half to Mansfield from Fredericksburg, that'd be making me mad too.
2: I never think about 18 hours before.
0: <sighs> yeah, that, you a different breed than me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I can't—I can't do an 18-hour drive. I'm sorry. You go ahead and rent a car when we get there.
0: I did uh, 14 the Mobile, Alabama three years ago for my little sister's wedding. was terrible because I went with my mom and my dad and my little niece. So guess what music was played all the time? It was literally just gospel and like 1970 throwbacks. And after 14 hours, when you're the driver, you want to just be like, give me the ox because I'm not listening to this anymore.
2: Yeah, you better oh. than me because if I'm driving, it's my phone connected. I don't care who's in the back and I don't care who's sitting next to me. That's all I try to be. Mom's not having it, though. Hey, sorry, Mike. You should You should have drove. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the only other thing I was thinking of, and this is definitely just a me thing, but I think mm-hmm. I'm really at the point where I'm probably going to need a boat if we're going to the Airbnb.
0: Well, you, you've got to get off this boat. I right? think I need a boat.
1: We need a boat.
0: Nobody is gonna let you have their boat for
1: a weekend. We need a boat trip. That's what we're there's missing. Probably out. just
0: so many, There's so many liabilities that probably come with that.
1: But we and need imagine, the, boat. the insurance taking... would look like if they found yeah, that out other people you. were driving the boat. Listen, that seems like the Airbnb's problem. That doesn't seem like <laughs> my problem.
0: <laughs> other intoxicated people, because you know that you you'd be drunk on the boat. Right. No, nah, man,
1: you're going to get, like, a DWI or something. Can't motor risk that. While
2: intoxicated?
1: I don't
0: know if that's a thing anymore. <laughs> I feel like that has to be a thing.
2: <laughs> you de- a I'm thing pretty, pretty sure that's illegal. I'm sure you can't operate a motor vehicle while in, while intoxicated.
1: Yeah.
0: You probably can't, but, like, that's probably more of an ocean thing. I don't know if they got, like, boat cops out on the
1: you way. have the Coast Guard out there on your ass. Yeah, you can't risk that, though, because if you're a minority boating, you're going to get pulled over, first of all, because you're a minority boating. Mm.
0: yeah this ain't your boat
1: yeah they're gonna pull you over like where'd you steal this boat from
0: oh my god this makes me not want a boat you know why because when they ask for the license and registration you're not gonna have a boat license That's a get that away. right and the registration the registration ain't gonna say eric pacheco so now everybody every black person they're gonna have to get off the boat mm-hmm. and i can't swim so now it's gonna seem like i'm resisting arrest <laughs>
2: <laughs> they gonna hold your face under the
1: water
0: Oh, oh my God. Yeah, the boat—the bu- boat's a no-go.
1: I guess we could, again, I'm willing to alternate to jet skis, but that's the lowest I can go.
0: I feel like jet skis are probably more dangerous than boats, so the insurance is probably more than that. So that'd probably make that a little trickier to rent for a weekend.
1: Dude, I just figured out the number one thing. I don't know how we missed this, but roof access. Oh, I would like
0: roof access on my vacations. That would
1: be dope. That's... Have we had a place that we've actually had roof access to?
0: I want to say one of the places in Philly did. I just don't think we ever got on the roof. And I'm positive the one in Potsdam did.
1: Bro, because Potsdam had the uh, hot tub, but we couldn't use it because it was, like, fucking snowing like a shit ton out there.
0: Shout out Rob for bringing the random girls through <laughs> the day before his wedding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking forgot about that.
0: I said, hey, y'all come to the wedding tomorrow? We weren't invited. <laughs> Rob, getting married? I was like, Jesus.
1: That is wild. Oh, yeah, we play flag football, but we didn't catch the invite to the wedding. It's fine.
0: That was a good time.
1: What we got next? Um, All right. Well, we've been, what, like 20 minutes into this, and we haven't talked about a single actual topic? Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, I mean, no, <laughs> technically, the, the vacation was well, we solid, and we did create the Ten Commandments, so it's all right. Yes, sir. Um, All right st louis is popping off um i mean i don't even know where to start so first of all the mayor of st louis was doing a facebook live and you know there's been a lot of stuff about defunding police police reform going on so she was talking about that and she picked up a stack of letters that she got from like constituents within her uh districts and she Mm -hmm. started reading off like oh this is what people want a lot of it was like moving money into different types of social justice and uh, things within the community, which is fine. A lot of people wanna do that. I think it's a benefit to fund your communities. The issue was she then started reading people's full names and address. And that's when you're doxing someone. And if you don't know what doxing is, it's kind of the same thing. You're putting out a bunch of people's personal information out on the internet, and you're kind of exposing them for who they are. So she started doxing all these people that were within her district, People are like, what are you doing You're giving out all this personal information? And her defense was like, it's probably record. And yes, it is. But you have to go through a formal process to even get that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's a big issue. So people in St. Louis, they started like protesting and they were going to go to her, her house and protest outside. So the, one of the things that I realized with Anna and her mom when we were driving around St. Louis is a lot of their streets are like gated and you cannot get into it. Like, you'll be trying to make a left down the street, and you're like, oh, there's fences. Like, no possible way cars getting through here. So the mayor lives in one of those areas where it's gated, cut off, blah, blah, you're not getting in. So people, it, I mean, it, it seemed pretty easy. Like, there was, like, a walking path. So someone's obviously opened the gate. People were walking through. And that's where you see the video of this white couple who turns out to be lawyers. A guy coming out with, like, an AK4, uh, AR-15 and then a lady coming with a little handgun. And starts threatening people walking by, like they're defending their property. So that was like a big thing that was going on. Uh, you see all over Twitter, CNN, all that stuff of like these people taking arms to protect their household.
0: And this, I assume these were clearly black people marching.
1: Um, it was it was a mix, you know, white people, black people, Hispanics, Asians.
0: Okay. But they were they were white people with the arms protecting their gate. Yeah, per, per se. Yeah, my first. Issue with this whole situation, mayor, Facebook, live in. I don't know when it became a thing for like political figures to just hop on like mainstream social media platforms. I think it's a lazy. So that's the first issue. <laughs> issue number two, you said she was doxing them. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming that that's like, is that a crime or is it just like frowned upon? I think like it's just people's information out like
1: that. frowned upon and like pretty dangerous stuff to do.
0: Yeah, because it seems like that would be a dangerous thing in a city where these are your constituents to pretty much put out people who have filed grievances to put their just information out there, their names, their addresses, where they work, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's tricky to do that to the people who file grievances because then it seems like you're almost punishing them for going through their process and filing a complaint or a report or something they'd like this he changed. So, in a way, she's like trying to Control what they can and can't do because this is probably a scare tactic. This was no accident. She put this stuff out there. It was, she goes out there and puts their information out there. She's doxing them, as you say.
1: It seems like then, it was being this, petty because they were talking yeah, about defunding, make, and she was like, "These are the people that want to kind of like defund the police." I mean, yeah. it's not going to happen because you know police are important. Apparently, that was like one of her big uh, things when she was running for mayor, whatever was, you know, the police, the police force.
0: Gonna, so that's going to make people want to stop filing complaints. Because as much as they might be with it, they don't want random people coming to their doorsteps because they got their information from the mayor. That's got to be illegal somehow, some way. She's got to have committed a crime. And somebody needs to find out if they have or haven't. Also, as to the lawyers who came up with the AR 15 and another gun, the little couple, whatever, defending their fence, put that in quotations. <laughs> um, I would need to see how far their property goes. Because from the situation you just described, they was in the middle of the street with AR-15s, and that is not defending your
1: property. <laughs> no, they were they were they were on their property. they were on their front steps. Yeah, and then the people were walking oh. on the sidewalk, and I think in the street also.
0: So they weren't actually on their property either way. And you they
1: know. weren't going to their house. Yeah, they were going past yeah. it. It was just on the route.
0: <laughs> and we, I feel like all of us notice brandishing a weapon is a charge when you're doing it in ways that like are almost like abuse of power, or not. what are you brandishing a weapon for for people walking on the street like that don't even make sense
1: bro I'm telling you these people like you'll see there's so many streets that are in like they use a different type of gravel and it's like basically a gold road like there's differences in these streets so when someone breaks in they're like oh no trouble's gotten in we gotta defend ourselves now that has to be the mindset can I make a point Mm -hmm.
2: yeah um St. Louis, Missouri is a 20 minute drive from Ferguson, Missouri, where Michael Brown was killed. Right. Mm -hmm. Same police jurisdictions, same police. uh, They're they're the same police that are out there patrolling St. Louis are in Ferguson, Missouri as well. Um, Now, right after Michael Brown was killed and the Black Lives Matter uh, movement was very prevalent yet again. There were there were um, People who are leading the movement in Ferguson, Missouri, disappearing, being killed, being um, hanged and stuff like that, like being executed. And then these things being swept under the rug. This is the same police uh, that they were protesting in 2014 that they're that they're uh, speaking out against now. How dangerous is it to be putting these people's names and addresses out there? They're doing everything but putting a a picture and you can find that on the internet if you have anybody's name and anybody's address i could type in ezra uh fredericksburg virginia and you're gonna pop up you know absolutely how is that not putting a hit on people like that's crazy and that's literally the definition of fascism is the forcible suppression of oppositions like, that's, that's absolutely crazy. What she's saying by, telling, by putting people's names and addresses out there is like, if you're going to speak out, here's what we're going to do. We're going to treat you like we treated in 2014, the people who spoke out against the police and the people who were upset about the things that were happening. And you're going to start disappearing. Yeah. Like, that's outrageous.
0: I almost would want to be able to track the records, or not even just the records, like go through the public files and whatnot, and see how often these people... Whose addresses they put out, whose names they put out, all that's linked to your like license plates and stuff like that. How many interactions with the police they now start to have just because of that? And that yeah. was put out by the mayor of that city.
1: Yeah, and they and it was but up for in a, a while. Authoritative position, like it got taken down eventually, but it took like people like putting up petitions and like asking for a resignation, like for them to actually do any even anything about it.
0: Yeah. Now that that's actually –
1: that's ridiculous.
0: And I don't know how they – I don't know how that passes or how that how that wasn't checked by somebody. Who is the – mayor. let me look into it. The mayor got to have a boss. So who's she answering to?
1: Usually it's like city council.
0: Yeah, something needs to be done about that. But what we do know about Missouri – and I'm sorry <laughs> you got to move there, Eric. I'm, I'm <laughs> definitely sorry you're going to St. Louis. What we do know about Missouri is that Missouri – was voted the most racist state in America by the NAACP like two years in a row. Wow. That is not a safe place for minorities.
1: Wow. I didn't know that.
0: Oh, you ain't know that?
1: No, I had no idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Eric, you knew that, right?
1: I did because he told me that. <laughs> and, then,
0: and then you went to check and it was there. It Where was, did you right? find that? What years? Um, Let me find out for you. Most racist yeah. state. America.
1: Most <laughs> state <of> America. <laughs> yeah, um, just another thing. I mean, you see, like, the watch shit that's happening. There was the, I don't, I can't remember where, I'd have to look it up, but where the guy literally shot into, like, uh, protesters and, like, killed someone, like, a day or two ago. Yeah. So there's fucking crazy people out there bringing people's addresses and names. Like, dude, I'd be locked in my house, fucking, like, first shit to pop off. Because there's fucking idiots out there that are going to do that.
2: Yep, and there's people who are doing it and getting away with it.
1: Exactly,
2: getting away and with it, especially the especially, police. Especially,
0: especially when it's the police. Yeah. an authoritative presence, and the mayor is almost a little more dangerous to me because that's so, an authority figure of on its own. The police answer to her, so the fact that she's doing it, it's like, what are y'all on? But yeah. uh it was 2017, 2018, the travel advisories were put out by the NAACP warning you to be careful of certain places, in Missouri. And uh it was saying that it is an unsafe they issued a travel advisory stating that Missouri was an unsafe place for minorities to
1: be. But not St. Louis.
0: Missouri is in St. Louis. Yeah, but no, like St. Louis is
1: St. Louis is in Missouri.
0: Yeah. And St. Louis is one of the uh, I'll get the joints on St. Louis. we'll, we'll get that too.
1: Because I saw a good amount of minorities in St. Louis they they were doing all right, I guess. <laughs> you can tell that looking at them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, driving by. You know, you know how it is. Yeah, they, they said avoid that space at all costs. <laughs> I mean, they got some good stuff out there. They got a great law school. They have a huge med school out there. They got a barcade. I mean, what else do you need? <laughs> I bet I bet that law school and that med school <laughs> is full
0: of a bunch of Caucasian faces. Uh... That's probably what makes it so. Great, per se. <laughs> they're using the term great,
1: make law school great again, dude. They're back
0: at it, you know. That's crazy. A situation like that happened in uh, Spotsylvania, it's like a county within Fredericksburg on the outskirts of Fredericksburg. I sent it to Ethan in a group chat. I'll probably send it to you, I can send it to y'all too. Uh, there were some bikers who were stopped outside of a neighborhood or whatever, like they were at the end of the cul de sac. It was like four kids, on, not kids, they were like 19, 20, 21. And they were on um, sport bikes. No, they might have been older than that because a couple of them said they had graduate college. So they are like, in their low 20s. They were on sport bikes, and one was in a car and one was on four-wheeler. And they drove to the end of the cul-de-sac and, like, parked to take a break, whatever. They were talking, yapping it up. And a dude comes out with an AR-15 well, and is, like, so. pointing it at them, threatening. I got the video. I'm going to see if I can send it. Before. And he's threatening them that he's going to shoot them if they don't get off his land. And then the video, it's, like, four or five minutes long. The kids, not the kids, these young men are explaining, all black. They were like, this is not your property. We're in a public street. We're in a cul-de-sac. And he said, you didn't see the no trespass sign time when you came in? And he kept repeating it. And they were trying to reason him. They were like, we can have a conversation once you stop pointing a gun at us. He was like, there's no way this could be your property because we're in a cul-de-sac in the middle of the street. This is not your property. And they went back and forth for like five, ten minutes or whatever. And he was like, y'all can call the cops because when the cops get here, they're going to tell you y'all wrong. And he threatened to shoot him, like, once or twice. And one of the guys on the phone was telling the, one of the other people, was like, calm down, calm down. He was like, how am I going to calm down when he's pointing a gun at me? Short, when the cops did get there, the next, like, two days in a police report, they said that they took the dude's guns or whatever and, like, charged him with some uh, little misdemeanor. But here's the problem with this. He held six people at gunpoint with an AR-15 that in a pull of the trigger put, could have put all six of them down and he got a little misdemeanor and his gun taken, which was then reported a few days later that he got back. Mm. So if he got it back, that makes me assume that they didn't find any real issue with it. And it, It's stuff like that where you could literally be taking a break, y'all, riding bikes, maybe you need a little water break, maybe you need to like decide where y'all are going, y'all pull into a neighborhood, go to the end of the cul-de-sac and get off your bike and someone comes out of his house and is pointing an AR-15 at you for stopping in the middle of a cul-de-sac like that don't even sound like it makes
1: sense yeah man shit like that where it's like the more i think about the things i'm doing i'm like i really have to think about this before because like let's say i'm in a and i want to go for a run around this neighborhood i don't know this place like it's not the one where i grew up and where i know a bunch of people like it's not an issue like let's say i'm just running they could be like uh police, there's a minority running through the streets for no apparent reason. Uh mm-hmm. we need you up here ASAP. And like that could be me. And like yep. it, let's just say I go on a run. They could be like, oh, Eric's been out for a run for an hour now. He's probably on a great run. Next thing you know, I could be like fucking in some random police station. Who knows what to like what's happening to me. And that's best case scenario. Exactly.
0: Literally. That's and what's the- crazy to me. One of the guys was on the phone. He said it and he was told the cops he was like he has a gun. He's pointing the gun at us or whatnot. And he was like, if he slips up, this is our life. Mm-hmm. And I was like, in that moment where y'all are just having a conversation, all it takes is him tripping up, him slipping up, and one of y'all now being shot. Mm-hmm. And, and a dude like that from the video, a dude like that who already pulled an AR-15 on you, I don't want – actually, I can go ahead and say he are, He pulled an AR-15 on six young black men who were doing nothing wrong. If he get one of you, he probably going to unload on all of you at like that rate. Right? Yep. Yeah, why stop? You ain't get one? an AR fifteen to sh- you ain't get an AR fifteen to shoot one person. Like you're not gonna only fire one time.
1: <sighs> yeah, man, it's, it's that shit that it's like you don't even want to think about, it, but you have to because it's it could be a very real situation that can happen to you at any moment.
2: And that's how oppression works. That's like literally the operation of oppression. Is when you have to think about things worst case scenario first for no other reason besides the way that you look knowing that other people are going to hate you for the way that you look and other people are going to treat you a certain way because the way that you look and that more than likely they're going to be all right afterward, regardless, because if that guy had let off a clip on six unarmed black men, history shows that he, he might get a slap on the wrist. He might do a little bit of time, but he's going to be fine. uh, If anything happens at all. And the, uh, the who's the the people who protect guns what's that little group called the nra the nra yep they're they're gonna be like look well he he was defending himself and what if he didn't have that gun uh these guys could have beat him up or this or that or whatever they were here for and completely changed the rhetoric as white people are so capable of doing and never fail to do you know
1: like that that's literally operations of oppression yeah that was my thought i was like let's say he were killed them. All he has to say is he felt, depending, especially on the state. I mean, I don't know how Pennsylvania goes about it, but um, like anywhere like down in Florida, like with Trayvon Martin, like if you feel like your life's in danger and you want to stand your ground, like they can't speak for themselves. So it's that guy's word against them. And if he, they're all dead. What What are they gonna do? Right.
0: It will be his word versus theirs. And they're dead. The the white cop. Yeah. Since they can't speak, all you have is the phone transcript and the white cops who are gonna come. Because it's going to be white cops who come in Fredericksburg and then Spotsy. They, they're going to be white. The white cops who come, see them in the middle of the street dead, and he says they were on my property and I asked them to get off. They're, if anything, they're just going to slap them on the wrist. Yeah. It's truly a shame. And this was while all the. Uh, I got to look at the. I just said to the both of y'all. Mm-hmm. I got to look at the date again. But I want to say this was after the riots in Fredericksburg. So this was while the city was tense. It was June 15th. So this was like after all the protests, not rights, but after all the protests are marching anyway. So it was already a a stressful, tense place and a place where people are protesting and people are marching because a man just for eight minutes and 40 seconds had his his neck knelt on until he died. You still this close to that happening June 15th? The first thing you do is go in your house and get a gun because there's six people stopped in the middle of the c- cul-de-sac minding their business. That just shows you how they're going to operate, man. You
1: yeah, like what in your mind would like what, what makes you do that? Like even the thing in St. Louis, like what makes you think I need to bring a gun out here because that's going to solve an issue? What are you thinking? L- literally,
0: it- it's so stupid.
1: Like even if there's an issue, right? The best case is to just de-escalate the situation. Nothing good is going to come out from you bringing a gun, showing it, and then thinking, where do we go from here? Not even just showing it. I'm looking at the video now. He's pointing it. I told you this. He's he had to go pointing point it. it.
2: At him. Yeah. This is crazy. It's literally so insane. Bro, for what?
0: If you see where it says what they charged him with, the only thing that he got charged with was brandishing a gun at him. And all it takes is one slip of that finger. He could have killed him just like that. Mm. That's an AR-15. He's pointing at five
2: unarmed people. That thing is taking a leg off.
0: Like what? The only repercussion for that is, hey, we got to take the gun. You get a brandishing charge. That don't even sound like it makes sense.
2: Makes you question who's being protected.
0: Yeah, it it absolutely do. It's almost not a question because it clearly shows who's being
1: protected. Right. That's the thing where it's like, I feel like minorities have noticed it for a while. And it's like, I think white people are slowly starting to maybe comprehend what's been going on and what you kind of had have at a mindset this whole time, but barely. Yeah. Like I've been saying
0: for like the last three or four weeks, I'm okay with them being on our side. We need some of them on our side to get things moving, to get some more legislation, to get things farther, to get bills passed to reach out to their other white relatives who may be racist. We need them starting those conversations. So we would like to have them as an ally. But don't be our ally just on social media so people think you're down. And don't be our ally just when you're around certain people. Right? If you're going to be an ally, you got to be an ally 24-7. Right. you got to tell your friends, hey, if this is where you stand and this is how you lean, I can't rock with you because of my beliefs and my morals. It's no, oh, that's just how he thinks. He's always been like that. Like, What do you mean? That don't add up. Because either you with us or you're against us And if you're friends with people who are against us Somewhere along the line, you're against us too Because you're not helping no change. Right, teams.
2: that means you're with them Yeah, you're just enabling it I read a, um, or not read, I was listening to someone Give a speech in D.C. And he was talking about, we don't need allies We need accomplices This is a, this is a war for freedom This is a fight for civil rights, you know We don't need people yeah. who are just going to talk Like, we need you to act we need you to, to run up in the building with us and take the shit that we deserve. You know, you need to be able, you need to be willing to fight along with us, not just talk about it. You need to be about it. We need accomplices. I thought it was one of the dopest things I heard in the last month and a half.
0: No, I actually, I like that. Because after hearing you explain it, it makes more sense to say accomplices are not uh-huh. allies. Because when you say allies, some people truly think that putting it on their social media is enough. And that don't mean nothing to me. That does not mean shit. Me neither. Cause it don't help nobody. And I had a conversation with one of my friends about this. She got cut off. I hate to see it. I just she was leaning too many. Is that you me. still cut that person but off? I had a conversation. I did. I did cut a few <laughs> people. Off. I know. I don't know if this is the same person oh. you're talking about. Oh yeah, oh yeah, you definitely know how to cut a few people off. So I was having a conversation with her, and she was just leaning too wrong, and I asked her. Oh, man, this. And this is how I knew that she was only doing it for social media, and she wasn't down for the cause, because she said, and I quote, I like you, and I care about you. And she said it two or three times. And after she said it the third time, I brought to her attention. I was like, all right, so you care about me as a young black man in America. The issue with that is, as much as I appreciate you caring about me, I got brothers. I got people I consider brothers. I got sisters. And just because you care about me, that might help you sleep at night because you can tell your friends, oh, you care about black people because you care about me. But that shows me in the most disrespectful manner that you don't give a fuck about the cause because you don't care about my brother who could just as easily be shot down in these streets.
1: Yeah, that's, that's like the fakest of it, saying like, uh, just I care about you, you know?
0: Yeah. And a lot of them are like that. They'll, play, they'll go to their like tokenism or they'll have one black friend, or they got a couple of black friends, and they think just having that black friend having a couple of black friends, oh, I clearly care about black people because I got a black friend or two. First off, they don't care about black people. Second off, if you are that individual who is black, who's got a couple of white friends, who care about you solely because you're, you're their black friend, not because they care about black people, you got to reevaluate what friendship mean to you. Because in the long, grand scheme of it, they don't care about you. Because they don't care about our oppression or how we're going to move forward as a whole. They care about you individually, kind of. And I bet if y'all aren't friends, six months from now, they're going to live their life regardless, with no offense. Yeah.
1: I mean, the thing is, you're definitely, I think you're definitely seeing people start to realize and actually change, which is the good thing that at least is coming from this. Like, people's eyes are actually, I don't know why it took this long for people's eyes to actually open up to this. Sh- but better late than never at this point.
2: You know it has been pissing me off, though? The fact that okay. We're getting everything but what we ask for, like we got brands posting stuff online, we have street names and street paintings and all that stuff. But like what we want is for the police officers to be held accountable and we're still seeing that that's not the case because 12 days after George Floyd was murdered, there were 122 more unarmed black people killed by the police. They still find it okay. It wasn't until it was in, what was it in Atlanta when the police officer who murdered, um, I can't remember the guy's name off the top of my head right now, but after the, after the incident in Atlanta by the Wendy's, when that guy was uh, fired yeah. and charged, the Atlanta police department started leaving. They were quitting. What? And that shows you what that is. That is
0: the, most, the second most protected gang in America. In the world behind the military, they were instead of seeing one of their co workers who was clearly wrong, took somebody's life, instead of seeing him go through the judicial process and get justice, they would rather put down their badges, quit, and not come into work. Because they would rather the Atlanta PD do what they've done for years, as far as most police departments across the world, they would rather them swipe it under the rug and just go about their day. And it took that, a man getting charged and y'all ready to quit your careers, your livelihood, how you feed your family, him being charged is affected you that much. Like, that's just crazy. You feel
2: like because you're being held accountable for murdering somebody, shooting them multiple times, right? Now you can't effectively do your job. What does that tell you about what they feel like their job is? Yeah. You know, and they make it blatantly obvious what they feel like their job and their responsibility is and what they should and shouldn't be able to do. And if like the, if the issue is we feel like we can't kill people without being held accountable for it, you like you really have to evaluate what the police as a system is for 400 years. Because this, this, is, this isn't new either. None of this is new. It, it is not.
1: Yeah. At the bare minimum. At the bare minimum, you should be held accountable for taking someone else's life. That's at the minimum. And they still don't even want to deal with that. Or it's like, I remember that video of the uh, guys in New York, the officers who pushed over that old guy who cracked his head. And then those two guys got, like, suspended or something. And that whole, like, division uh, quit that task force. And it's like, your guy's fucked up. It's on video. You know it's bad. And you decided that you needed to quit to show some type of solidarity? Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Have a brain.
0: Yeah. It is sick. And it's sick that it got away with it for this long. And it's sick now that they're being exposed minutely. Because we're only seeing a few scenarios when this happens every day to black people in America. We're mm-hmm. only getting a glimpse of a few thanks to like where society is now, some social media, the more accessibility to cameras. But this has been happening for decades and centuries. And now that they get exposed even minutely and get like slap on the wrist punishments, now, hey, we don't want to be cops no more if there's repercussions. If you don't want to do your job because there's repercussions if you do bad, I don't want you to fucking be in this profession. Because that means that you're doing bad so often that you're scared that you're going to also get hit with these repercussions.
2: Right.
1: A lot of people go into it just for the power aspect. yeah, Because you have so much power over so many individuals. You have it over the whole public. And so quick. Yeah. yeah. Like I get it that it's a six-month academy and most places you're either living there for six months or you're there for like throughout the week living there it's not a long time man it, it is not like i don't like i don't care what kind of military aspects they use of breaking you down and building you back up there are some shitty people <laughs> in there and that needs to be addressed And six months isn't fucking it, long enough
0: it's, it don't work for six months we'll say we'll even give it a year for some scenarios for a year training protocol to them being an authoritative position over almost the whole public. It's just something about that. It's sit terrible with everyone who's ever like been like, Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Cause people go to school for four years to get a communication degree to go fucking work in HR. (laughs) But you can go be a cop with a gun on your hip who has authority over people in a year. Come on, man. And
2: you can't even get your driver's license in six months. You gotta you <laughs> have to have a driver's permit for nine
1: in Virginia. And it's
0: yeah, like, it, it's crazy.
1: It's even wild because sometimes, depending on the state, uh you I mean you have to be 21, but sometimes you only need an associate. Some require like a uh, bachelor's if you want to go higher, but some don't even require anything. So you just have these people who are like to, like let's let's say you graduate college of eighteen, and you go twenty one and you're just working and then you want to become a cop. Like there's no real life experience, like you don't really have any backed education. Six months, here's a gun. You control people, you empower people, you have someone's life in your hand, it's fine. Like, what? You wouldn't let anybody else do that. Nurses go to school for longer than that. Nurses be in school for a while. Forever.
0: Forever, yeah. ever.
1: You make a teacher who gets a PhD who just teaches kids who's underpaid go to school longer than
0: that. You, you're not long at all.
1: <laughs> Alright, let's switch into a little different topic but not really that different. Did you guys see the okay. video that Trump we- retweeted us this re- weekend? Fuck, I was struggling with words this weekend that got a lot of backlash from it. Uh, I didn't see the actual there? video. So it was this video of these like Trump supporters like kind of going at other people like We're obviously not fucking with them. They're like, oh, Trump 2020, Trump 2020, blah, blah, blah. Like 10 seconds into video, they just start yelling. It's these old white people. White power, white power, white power. And then it's going back and forth. Like Trump 2020, white power. People are like, fuck you, fuck Trump, blah, blah, blah. So Trump retweets that video. I don't, now here's the thing. He's claiming, at first he was like, I didn't see the video. I didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't hear the white power aspect of it. And then later today, from the White House, they were like, he retweeted it because, you know, his people are getting, like, put down. His supporters are, like, being disenfranchised, blah, blah, blah. So now people are like, you couldn't take more than 10 seconds if you even watch the video to address the fact that these people are screaming white power and you're retweeting it. There's a whole big fucking, like, issue going on.
0: I did not see that. Um, It doesn't surprise me because he is clearly a fuckboy. And we we knew a bunch of white supremacists supported him so i'm not surprised at that at all he almost feeds off of the fact that he's got the support of the white supremacists which is sickening as a country that that's who our who their leader is because he's not my leader um but along with that did you see the story yesterday about him knowing about the russian bounty
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: Like what? i honestly i truly impeachment is whatever. It's truly whatever, because we talked about it when it happened. We knew nothing was really going to happen. Yeah. I truly need to know what has got to come out for them to be like, you know what, we got to get Boy out the office. Because it seems anything can go.
1: I mean, I think we knew everything was going to go when grabbing by the pussy was just like a thing. And it Not just went to the wayside. Thing.
0: Not only was grabbing by a pussy a thing, but women still support him. That was wild. Say that.
1: Wild, dude they were like yeah i fuck with trump i'm like so he can grab you by the pussy like what are we fucking doing here
0: the the blacks who support trump and the women any woman who support trump thoroughly blows my mind because i don't know how just after his tweets hearing what he says i don't know how you could give this man any support if you come from either of those categories
1: I think a lot of people justified voting for him because they hated Hillary so much. I don't understand that. Vote literally anybody else if you didn't like either of them. But to the support Trump made no sense to me because he has no one's interest in mind besides white guys. You really think about it, it's white men that he cares. Rich about. White men rich rich to white man, rich white make more money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rich white man.
0: Oh, but yeah. That, we gotta make sure we say rich white man because white all white men seem to think that it's all inclusive, and I'm like, you the garbage man. You live in this double-wide trailer. I don't want to offend you by any matter, but take this offensive, because Trump don't give a fuck about you. You think he's trying to make you money? He does not care about you, bro.
1: It's like all the people when he was running, and he even still says it, like we're bringing like coal back and all these jobs. I'm like, bro, we're so far past that shit. Like you, people who are working in coal, that, that shit shut down? Move on, Trump, move on, because it's not going to fuck happen, dude. Yeah. God, that that boy. Did you uh did you see that? Because you remember how like way back before Corona happened where we like bombed that guy in Iran. Um they're like one of their main guys, I forgot his fucking name. Um they put out like an arrest warrant for uh fucking Trump today. Other shit popping off, but it's the same shit different day-, day. Don't think anything's gonna come from it. I think a lot of people believe that Biden's gonna win, and I think it's gonna be similar to Hillary at this point. The thing is, we yeah. need to
2: get 100% of the people who are against Trump to vote for one person. Like yeah. that's, how, that's how he won in the first place. He didn't win the popular vote. But we had stupid people voting for fucking Harambe in the last election and people voting for, for people whose names weren't actually on the ballot. Like If, if everybody who didn't vote for Trump, Trump voted for one person, he wouldn't have won. But everybody on this side of the aisle is so divided. And they're like, we just need to unite in the fact that we need Trump out. So like fuck all of our personal shit right now. Cause personally, to be black, voting for anybody besides Barack Obama is against our interest.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And even then you can if you think about it, voting for Barack Obama was in in some ways against our interest as well. It was. Like people people are so so um in, entitled and self-righteous that they feel like, oh, I'm just going to vote for whoever I want, but like the the outcome is so much bigger than just Mitt Romney winning or like some some bum from the from the other side this is This is the worst that we've ever seen, at least in our lifetimes, which isn't that long, but even still, in our lifetimes as America has ever been and it's bec- and it starts from the top. Why would everybody care so much about little things here and there? Like, let's just focus on getting him out first. Then we can talk about everything else. Then we can impeach a president that we don't want to be in. And that impeachment will actually mean something, you know, because I know for a fact, if we voted Hillary Clinton into the presidency and then she was impeached, she be like, okay, like whatever that's supposed to mean, that's what it would mean. We wouldn't still have, Hillary Clinton gallivanting and doing X, Y, and Z and having these rallies in Tulsa, Oklahoma on June 19th and stuff like that. Like, at this point, it's a show. Yeah. And, like, we, we just need to get the person out, the figurehead out. But everybody just wants to do their own thing, and it's such an issue, in my opinion. Sorry for the rant. No, you're good. No, no, it's, it's needed. It's a podcast. <laughs> and we, we do
0: need to get him out. And like you said, we just... We we all got to pledge our votes to one person because the splitting is gonna get us in the same situation. You can like Bernie, you can like Bernie, and you can write him in. We can like Biden, and we can vote Biden. But when that decision gets split, and you write in Kanye twenty twenty because that's cool or it's funny, we're gonna get another four years of Trump. Right. And nobody should want another four years of Trump.
1: If you can sit in the voting booth and really write like anybody who's not even on the ballot, like what the fuck are you doing? Now? Like what what is the point of you even going for what?
0: You're going there to say that you voted.
1: Yeah, to put the picture and on I don't like Instagram. Who go
0: there just to say that they voted.
1: Yeah, you put your sticker up and you're like, "I was part of the process." Meanwhile, you put in fucking SpongeBob and Patrick for president and vice president. Got it. Yeah,
0: get get this right so we can get this done.
1: I mean, we talked about this when like, I mean, we kind of talked about it when the like the primaries and all that stuff were going on. And We were like, mm-hmm. "There's no one here that's." Like, you, like I didn't think Biden was going to get it, honestly. I mean, I just didn't think... I don't personally like Biden. Um, but the Democrats really just haven't put together anybody strong. That's the issue that you know they're I'm, running into.
0: You know I'm a Bernie man. It's a sad thing that he's gone, but I'll touch on that in a second. As far as strong candidates go, there are candidates, like, two or three people who because Because you know I listen to the NPR podcast, which is just the politic breakdown of the day or the week. Mm-hmm. There are two or three people who everybody thought was going to be on his ballot. Some of them were like bigger names, bigger voices, like senators, congressmen, mayor, governors, and stuff like that, who intentionally didn't waste their money this time because they, one, weren't going to get pulled into the Trump charade if they did win the Democratic nomination and go to a fucking um, backlash debate where it's just going to be him going back and forth, slandering you. Now you got to go into those tactics. That was one. Or two, they didn't want to put up the money in this race because they didn't find anyone that they thought would be a strong enough VP. And I've heard that on a couple of different platforms that like certain people held off because they didn't have a good enough VP lined up. And as far as Biden, since he's now got the vote, Biden, who he's who he got run with. I know he got up there and he said that we was going to see a woman VP. And I like holding our politicians accountable. <laughs> but for the benefit of the party, for the better chance of getting Trump out, I think it behooves him to make Bernie his VP. Because mm. Camilla, Kamala, if she the VP, oh, that's going to rub a lot of people the wrong way. Mm. And then the Saudi from Georgia, who for some reason thinks he has a shot of his VP. Stacey Abrams? The... Is that her name? think so. Yeah, but the one who couldn't win the... <laughs> Governorship or Georgia? Yeah,
2: Stacey Abrams. says shawty from Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> she,
0: she, she not VP material neither. I watched a couple of interviews with her. I done heard her talk. And those are the two people that like, everybody is uh, claiming is going to be Biden's VP. And if those is it, oh, it's going to rub people the wrong way. Yeah. How you vote for Kamala when her job was to put black people away for so long? And now all of a sudden she cares about black people.
1: Yeah, I was because I remember I was talking to Anna's mom about this because I was like, I have a feeling Trump's going to win because I think when it comes to the debate, Biden's just going to get work because Trump's just Trump. Like whatever you want to say when he comes to the debate, like he beat Hillary with the ground by the pussy and it wasn't even a thing. And Biden just looks too old right now. So I think that we're talking about VPs. She was like, Stacey Abrams might be one of them. And I was like, no, she just isn't it. Like she doesn't have it. Kamala is the best case that they have. But that's not a good case. That's just the best case because they're going to try to get women and minority women to vote. That's the
0: best case if he sticks to his word and picks a woman.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think he'll get a lot of backlash if he does because he committed to it for whatever fucking reason he decided. To do yes, priority.
0: somebody should have advised him against that.
1: Yeah, I think. I mean, if you really want to think about the Democrats, I think it goes back to last election where they screwed Bernie out of it. I think you lose a lot of Democrats by the way that they were doing it with their super delegates and all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because you lost, you lost trust in the system, and if you don't trust the system, I don't trust the people. It all goes to shit. It,
0: it do. You lose some people. You got some of those hot topics.
1: Mm, I was gonna hit. I was gonna hit one more thing.
0: All right, hit this thing.
1: Unbeatable food pairings.
0: Oh, I forgot about
1: that. We're talking like mac and cheese, peanut butter and jelly. Hamburger huh, and fries. Wait, what? Is that what we're not talking about? What is,
0: what is the food pairing between mac and cheese? I
1: don't, the pasta and cheese. And the cheese. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Come on, man. That's, that, nah. That, that ain't a pairing. That's one meal.
1: Okay, okay. But, like, all right. So, like, are we talking burgers and fries? Or are we talking, like, peanut butter a, and jelly? That
0: could be a, That could be an unbeatable pairing. Either of those two.
1: Okay. Peanut butter and jelly is number one. That's my opinion. It's, it's undefeated.
0: Do you think that's undefeated?
1: I think it's, like, For me? the best... Best sandwich, you can put it on so much biscuits
0: and gravy, unbeaten. (laughs) And if I'm not going biscuits and gravy, my close second would be crab cake Benedict.
1: You and this fucking crab cake Benedict, (laughs) it's
0: it's unbeatable.
1: (laughs) Is that even like a really a food pairing?
0: If that's not a food pairing, I'll go chicken and waffles.
1: Okay, that's a better pairing. I think, I think
2: rice and beans. shout out to my puerto rican side i'm going with rice and beans
1: that's very hispanic of you to say
2: (laughs) (laughs) that is is is.
1: unbeatable
2: i I, i'm not taking anything before rice and beans any combination unless it's chicken and rice
1: arroz con pollo just classic
2: Mm -hmm. yeah any day of the uh any day of the week every day of the week actually
0: I'm trying to think if there's any we could miss that might really top it all.
2: I mean,
1: because rice and
0: beans is good, I wouldn't yeah. put it in like my top five, but it's definitely a good one.
1: I like burgers and fries, but that's not beating like some of these. But that is a classic that you can't go wrong
0: with. All right, so what's an underrated food pairing?
1: Underrated. Can I just can I can I
2: throw something in? We just talked all this stuff about how the American system is so messed up, and that y'all throw hamburgers and fries in the in the top 5.
1: Bro, that's undefeated. cuz you can you can get, you can get so it. many different burgers and then fries are the perfect side dish. I love it. I'm not mad at it.
2: <laughs> I think on on a, a un, un, uh, underrated is mashed potatoes and gravy.
1: Mm. Or mashed potatoes and corn. Mm. Uh,
0: the mashed potatoes and corn you lose me, but the mashed yeah. potatoes and gravy is like
1: that. Yeah, we we'll go gravy over corn for sure. If it was maybe we're talking
0: I don't know if I'm allowed to do this, but I would say eggs in any protein, like scrambled eggs in any protein, is almost underratedly unbeatable.
1: How is it underrated? I think it's perfectly rated no, where it's at. No, no, no.
0: Because if it's like <laughs> scrambled eggs and sausage links or scrambled eggs and bacon, that's expected. But scrambled eggs and chicken thighs hits. Scrambled eggs and salmon hits. Scrambled eggs and
1: turkey hits. You're saying scrambled eggs and, like, off-the-beaten proteins, not just any, any protein. protein. But any protein, any protein can be bacon, and then that's where scrambled, it's at.
0: Scrambled eggs and steak.
1: That's kind of regular.
0: Is it right I mean, it might be a little regular, but it hit.
1: And yeah, but that's not underrated. Underrated be something yeah, like, like if you said it, you'd be like, oh, damn, I didn't even think about that. That's a good so one. The, so the scrambled eggs and, and salmon, underrated. Yeah, but you said uh, you said eggs and protein. Protein's too vast.
0: All right, so scramble eggs and any non-breakfast protein.
1: Okay, that's
2: better. I'll give you that. How about Wendy's french fries and a Frosty?
1: Oh, I'm not mad at that. I think that's a special combination.
0: That, that is a good combo.
1: Yo, are we talking pretzels and like a beer cheese? How do we feel about that?
0: that that's also good because I'm definitely a dip my pretzels in cheese person. But... I did not know that sickles like this existed. Apparently, there are people in the world who dip their pretzels in mustard.
2: You, can do you didn't it. know that? I thought that. It's, I it's, thought that about that line. before I think about pretzels and cheese.
0: Really? Well, I don't S like. Hates I don't mustard. like pretzels though. Uh I don't like. Uh, yeah, I don't like mustard.
2: I couldn't imagine
0: going to Auntie Anne's and getting a pretzel and mustard.
1: Their pretzels are <laughs> different. Their pretzels I'd are a they,
0: different type of pretzel. I'd hope they tell me no. <laughs>
1: What about beer and popcorn? Huh? You're, like drinking popcorn you're drinking beer. You're drinking beer, you're eating popcorn, or like pretzels, yeah. like something like that.
0: Uh, is beer and popcorn a thing?
1: There's a bar that we go to that you can, they have popcorn all the time.
0: Nah, that that ain't it. Beer and wings, maybe.
1: Yeah, but I'm not thinking of a meal. I'm talking about like you're drinking, what's the snack that you want to eat while you're drinking?
0: Oh, so now we're on to a, a snack that, what are we drinking? Are we saying it's beer?
1: Yeah, for beer right now, at least. If it's four beer
0: a snack, I'ma probably be on I'm not gonna lie to you. I don't really You're not gonna say anything. <laughs> yeah, I don't really snack much. So if I'm drinking beer wise, I don't think I'd ever like be snacking on something. I might eat beer with wings. Like I probably eat a meal with a drink, but I don't really like snacking drink if that makes yeah. sense.
2: I'm thinking like if I'm drinking beer, I'm thinking either wings or pizza.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah.
2: But it's got to be hot wings. Yeah.
0: Beer. beer and wings, beer and pizza. I could go beer and burgers only because of that beer burger place we went to at the beach that time. <laughs> um, and if yeah. it's something different, like if it's mixed drinks of some sort, I need a pasta with it. Like if I'm out at a restaurant... Pasta? Yeah, if I'm out at a restaurant and I order a pasta, I'll always go ahead and get a mojito as well. Because it mm. just sits well. I'm not going to get, like, a burger with my mojito or some
1: pizza.
0: <laughs> It just don't feel right.
1: That's set tripping. <laughs> God. No, I'm telling you, dude, like, a beer and, like, pretzel sticks or popcorn was on the side. little well, when you need it, it's, it's, it's good. I don't even like popcorn.
0: So I couldn't imagine eating popcorn and drinking.
1: But you don't like popcorn? What is wrong with you?
0: I like kettle corn, but that's about yeah. it.
2: I was going to say I like kettle corn and a lot of caramel-covered popcorn.
1: Yeah, that's not really a beer kind of thing. It's not at all. Interesting. Interesting. All right, let me hit you guys with these questions that I have. If I can find them. All right, here we go. Random questions. First one off the bat. Fuck this. You're right. 70,000 people are there in the seats. In the pandemic or out of the pandemic? Out of the pandemic. Everything's out of the pandemic. 500 of these seats are going to get ejected into a black hole. If you don't get ejected, you get $5 million. Are you going to that game? Wait, re- say it one more time. You're going to a game, right? Falcons game. 70,000 seats in the in the stadium. Okay. 500 of these seats are going to get ejected into a black hole. If you don't get ejected, you get $5 million. Are you going to that game? So
0: out of the 70,000, mm-hmm. 69,500 are going to leave there with $5 million. Yep. I'm absolutely gone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm not much of a gambling man myself, but you said it's 70,000 seats mm-hmm. and only 500 are getting
1: ejected. That seems like high high risk, low reward or low risk, high reward to me. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm definitely going.
2: But imagine how sick you would be if you were one of the five
1: hundred. <laughs> you just you just get shot and you just look back like, damn, they got me. Ugh. If That was a little warm up for you. Now I'm gonna come with the ones that you're not really ready for. Uh, okay. Would you watch a 25 minute sex tape from your daughter for five million dollars? Well, I know it's
0: gonna be something just. As bad as what Ethan got when he was all
1: here.
0: (laughs) Say the the scenario again.
1: Would you watch a 25-minute sex tape from your daughter for $5 million? No eyes closed. You got to be on the screen, eyes taped open if they need to be.
0: All right. So I'm saying this as a man without a daughter. I'm sure when I have a daughter, it'll change. It, it won't change. I'm saying <laughs> I would have to say no, because mm-hmm. I just couldn't imagine that. But at the same time, if I'm being realistic, 25 minutes out of my day for $5 million, money that some people do not make in their entire lifetime, Facts. I make that in 25 minutes. Realistically, as much as a sicko, as this would paint me out to be, I'd have to say yes.
2: Yeah. Five, like that's, it's almost irresponsible to say no. <laughs> like, come on now. You mean I could throw her, I could go throw a million dollars to a therapist afterward. You know what I'm saying? And try to get this out of my head. Ooh. And still have four million dollars left? Yes. Come on now. It's it's fiscally irresponsible to not watch a 25 minute video. You'd even got to think about it as sex. Think about it as art.
1: Or... <laughs> That's what you have to do Because I'm hey. going to collect that money Yeah you got to make it work Now what if it's a million dollars
2: Are you One asking million?
1: how low I would go Yeah, I'm basically going to ask you how low you're going to go
2: I think a million dollars I'd still do it Ooh, A million dollars would solve All of my problems right now You know I'm realistic mm-hmm. Realistically If I had a
0: daughter If you came to me
2: do you get the money upfront or afterward? With afterward, huh?
0: <laughs> and this is tax-free. Clearly, tax-free obviously me, came to me with two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars. I do it because again, two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars at once with me already having a job and a career is life-changing money. Mm-hmm. So to put two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars in a bank account in a savings account for twenty-five <laughs> minutes of going through something I don't ever want to have to go through. I think I'd still be like, you know what? Giving it to 75.
2: People go to work every day to a job that they don't want for 40 hours a week to make less money than that. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) Come on now. You tell me I can make $1 million at one in in 25 minutes? Come on now. I would invest a whole million, turn 1 million into 6, turn 6 into like 25 and keep it moving like that? For twenty five minutes worth of a video? Two yeah. easy. Yeah. I-
1: two I have
0: to make money off that.
1: Yeah, so as if you were to do your two seventy-five, your thousand a year, I would take you five years to make.
0: I, I hope I'm not a broke boy,
1: but continue. <laughs> All right. Let's see. What else do we have? Um, are there sacred days where you refuse to masturbate, such as funerals, tragedies, religious holidays, etc.? Yo, where did you find these questions? Bro, you know I come with the questions. <laughs> what were you thinking about when you were thinking about these questions? Is no, what I, I didn't come to. up with these questions. I just found the questions.
0: Um, Not knowing that, they're, I don't think I, like, deem them as sacred. But, I mean, I I, I guess I'm probably not going to on Thanksgiving because I'm just with the fam all day. So, like, it'd be <laughs> weird for me to, like, sneak off during
1: Thanksgiving. I feel like Mother's Day is a weird day to do it.
0: Yeah, but I wouldn't even think of it like that. I wouldn't be laying in my bed and I'm like,
2: damn, today's Mother's Day. Yeah, I'm not equating, like, I'm not thinking about my mother during masturbation. I don't think I would ever have those
1: two even the thoughts in the same hour. You just might be like, you know what? Today was Mother's Day. I'm going to take the day off. It's just, it's not, today's not the day.
0: Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not masturbating like it's a chore.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's not a nine to
2: five.
0: Yeah, now that I think about it, probably maybe just any family gathering. But outside of that, no. At a family gathering, I'm not like thinking about it like uh it's just probably because there's a lot of people around.
2: I'm gonna say nah, there's no day that I would say, No, you know what, today's this day I'm not going to. But of course there are days that I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's a, a a weak warrior.
0: <laughs> I hope not.
2: <laughs> oh no. I'm sure somebody out here is, but not me. No, sir.
1: <laughs> All right. This is the last one. This is this is an interesting one. When you're drunk, is it better to get laid or have the ideal drunk meal? Uh,
0: I'll be putting work in when I'm drunk, but I'll be thinking I'm putting work in. Because so I, I just be uh. I'd probably go the ideal drunk meal. Yeah, I'd probably go ideal drunk meal. But if I could replace that with just a drunk sleep, because drunk sleeps are the best sleeps for me, I would take drunk sleeps over both of those. Really?
2: Yeah, I sleep like a baby. I'm out. I personally I also I'm I'm gonna take the meal. Man, you I put in work you could put in work anytime. Like I, I think being drunk doesn't necessarily make sex better for me. <laughs> but I will say, like as I definitely put in work when I'm drunk. That add like 25, 35 minutes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> like I go crazy with some alcohol in my system. But even still, nothing, nothing hits like a like a good ass meal when you're uh,
1: when you're drunk. Yeah, I was gonna say the only caveat might be like, let's say in this situation, if you were sealing the deal, like let's say you were picking up a girl, like I feel like that has to just be a great feeling but man when you're drunk and it's like 2 3 a.m and that food comes when that man on postmates comes on his bike and delivers it in the city <laughs> that hits different man Yo, the
0: fact that he delivered it at 2 30 a.m in philly on new year's in the snow i was like bro you need to
1: bro when it was like negative 10 degrees outside
0: yeah he did his thing
1: uh um you guys got anything else before we wrap this thing up? Any other topics you want to hit on?
0: Uh I mean Chris, you shouted out this your great the greatest fraternity that you're part of. Let us know what's all what what's what all the heads on hand in the community lately.
2: Oh wow. Um actually we've been instrumental in the last in the last month, month and a half. Um one of my line brothers, uh, Vernon Green Jr. I don't know if you know his name or not but he's like low-key been running stafford ever since all these riots and stuff have been going on he's been organizing uh meetings with community leaders doing rallies and stuff like that so a uh, shout out to uh brother green um also in, inside our chapter we've been doing a lot of um planning for once everything kind of slows down what are we going to do to continue the fight so we Uh, We've been doing like political activism and stuff like that and writing letters and coming up with plans to put in place for for longevity, not just for right now with the policing right now today in the in the middle of this climate. But what happens when nobody's hashtagging and nobody's retweeting anymore? We're still going to be doing that work. What is the work that we're going to be doing and how are we going to be doing it? Stuff like that. And I mean, don't ever forget at the at the beginning of or at the forefront of every movement has been Alpha Men. We got Dr. Martin Luther King. He led the civil rights movement. This is, this is round two. And you know, yeah. we're here, whether we have one name or not, one big figurehead or not it's it's a lot of community stuff going on and you know that's just in fredericksburg i know throughout the country throughout the world actually we uh we hold importance on voting and participating in that because if if you vote in if you vote in the people who are who are thinking like you and who have you as a priority then all of this stuff doesn't happen we don't have to be out here Rioting. We don't have to be out here hurting and crying in the streets and having our kids being shot with tear gas and rubber bullets because these things are gonna stop happening. Um, we have a uh, a program called a voteless people is a hopeless people, and it's one of our main initiatives because, first of all, for for 400 years, well, for 200 years, we weren't even seen as people. Then we were freed, and even still we were we were fighting for basic decency and civil rights so i mean we we finally got the right to vote and it's like you you can't disrespect the those who fought for us to get here by not doing the things that they fought for us to get like imagine imagine you and your brothers are fighting for the right to stay out at nighttime, right mm-hmm. you guys want to stay out until 10 30 instead of eight o'clock now is eight o'clock and you got the right to stay out till 10, but you know what? We're just going to go inside. Like, what did you do all the, what did you do all the fighting for, you know? So it's like, it's kind of a respect thing, but also it is super important to be engaged in your local community uh, legislation and the, uh, that government, but also your state and as well as national, because things trickle up. They don't necessarily come down as fast. If you can make change in your local governments, these things are going to ripple out you know, Stafford is going to bleed into Fairfax, which is going to, I mean, excuse me, Fredericksburg, which is going to bleed into Spotsylvania in Caroline County like that till it's down in Richmond. Then it's going to be all of Virginia. Then it's going to be North Carolina and West Virginia and Maryland and DC. Then it's going to be Pennsylvania and Delaware and Tennessee. You know, it's it's going to go like that. And that's where change starts. So we've really been taking the approach that this can be like the epicenter of change this could be where it starts and so i tell you what my chapter's been working diligently for a long time you know we've actually been led by uh my big brother elijah brown and i know that's love that's family yes sir too as um and we've been ask about us ask about us we've been instrumental in the change that we've been seeing for the last 100 years and you know it doesn't stop now
0: i have one question before we can get our TV's music suggestions and get this going. My question, because you touched on it. um, Oh my God. Don't tell me. I just, Oh, I got it. I got it. To, I was about to lose it. Because I was having this actually exact conversation with Big Brown, your big brother as well. And we were talking about this a couple of days ago. And we were just talking about how they had, the outfits have always been the forefront and they had Martin Luther King, who was the figurehead. Not the figure here, but like the leader, the face of recognition, Then, What do you think we need as a community to get a face to this movement? Because the NAACP, we can't really lean to them. We don't really have any civil rights activists activists who you can point at and say, that's the leader, that's the face. What do you think are the steps that would help us get to being able to put a face to this? Because a lot of people have been asking, well, who's leading this movement? Who's behind this movement? And unless they're involved in their communities and they know who to contact or who to get their information from, they might get stumped right there because they don't see any leadership or nowhere to find the leadership.
2: Um, I think step one is we need to stop looking for somebody to be the leader. I think right now, people our age and even people younger, but people in our age range, the young people in America are doing what we're supposed to be doing, which is marching and writing. And we're becoming the people who are going to be leading the country in the future. Right now is the time. We don't need to be looking for somebody else. We need to continue to be it ourselves. Like, they're probably a hundred thousand Martin Luther Kings who have not only read him, but read other people like Asada Shakur and Malcolm X and Marcus Garvey and Muhammad Ali. And these are just big names that I am naming. but there's, there's a million people who were doing exactly what Reverend Dr. brother Martin Luther King was doing, you know? So I feel like we need to stop looking for one figure right now. I don't know if you saw um Dave Chappelle's special that he put out. I did. Um, A46. You know, he, he, he talks about, He talks about, uh, what's his name, asking, like, where are the celebrities, right? He's like, nobody gives a fuck what Dave Chappelle has to say right now. The streets are talking. Mm -hmm. And that's real. Right now, everybody who has something to say is saying it, and they're saying it on a platform where they don't need a million followers. They don't need a bunch of people to to meet at uh, at the National Mall. They don't need a bunch of people to meet in Selma. They don't need a bunch of people to meet anywhere. We have phones, we have Twitter, we have social media, we have infinite videos. We have infinite access to, uh, to knowledge, to records, to archives, to speeches, to, uh, to letters. Man, we gotta stop looking for somebody to be, the, to be the leader that we want. And we have to be the leader that we want. We have to do it ourselves, which is what we're doing. Yeah. I feel like there are so many people right now who are leading that the reason why, and that's the reason why we haven't identified one single person. You know, everybody was looking for Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Well, how many people do we have right now giving speeches, big speeches at big places? Um, Martin Luther King, it took him weeks to set up marches and weeks to set up uh, speeches and stuff like that. Man, I could pick up my phone right now, text 15 people and tell them, put this on Twitter. Everybody meet at Black Lives Matter Plaza on what's today? on June 31st or June 30th, right? Yeah. And just like that tomorrow, we can have a mass of people who are ready and willing to, to march.
0: That is- you know what I'm saying? We
2: have, we have resources that people in the civil rights movement of the 1960s did not have. And we have infinite power with our phones. Also, they had to try to convince everybody else that what's going on is going on. We see it every day now, every time we pick up our phone.
0: Now, you broke that You broke that down
2: great because
0: <laughs> everything you just hit on is nothing but the truth. You yourself, get, you gave the speech, was that at Stafford or?
2: Yeah, at the Stafford uh, government building. And that's what well,
0: you did. You followed those steps, you told people that came out and you gave that speech. Exactly. I, I like that because you're not just talking to talk because you're clearly about it because you are out there doing it.
2: Yes, sir. But we appreciate. Well, I like to see. It. I love this. This scene. is our lives we're talking about, man. Absolutely. Like this is, I opened up my speech with this is not a trend, this is not trending, this is happening, this is this is our life, and if we stop fighting for our life, we lose our life. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it's not worth just talking about.
1: Yeah, we, I mean, it's, it's definitely similar to what Ed said, where he was like, "It's cool that you care about it now, but." In two weeks, when it's not trending, black lives are still going to matter. And just posting yep. posting's not going to do anything. There has to be a change that actually comes from it.
0: And let me ask y'all this because a lot of people, a lot of people was giving it some clout. I thank y'all for that. But also, a lot of people were saying, oh, it's still going to happen. It's still going to happen. When y'all scroll through y'all social media now, y'all be seeing those same people who two, three weeks ago was talking about black lives. Because I be getting on, and those people quiet. They'll I be doing see
1: maybe a couple maybe
0: so the numbers have drastically dropped and like i said it's cool for those two weeks but we still black today like we didn't stop being black when it stopped trending
1: right the only thing that you even really see consistently right now if you really think about it is it's like it's always something going back to brianna taylor that's the only thing that you'll see people post on a regular basis because it is still wild that nothing has come from besides that one cop is getting fired, but it's almost become like I don't want to say a meme, but it is kind of a meme where someone puts like blah 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 blah, and then at the end it like ties back to that. Like it doesn't even feel as genuine. I don't know. That's just me though. No, definitely I definitely seen like, some of the posts that don't feel genuine.
2: Yeah, I feel like what happened was I I, I honestly I don't believe that more people became aware i feel like the people who are aware that don't want to hear about it just got off of social media for a week or for a week and a half and that's why we were only seeing x y and z once things start going back to normal for everybody else that's big on social media now we're seeing everybody's normal life again
1: because you think
2: about the people who you went to school with who you knew were were those people on the other side you know who are who are all lives matter who are back the blue and thin blue line and, you know, and make America great again.
1: You just didn't see them on social media for two weeks.
0: That's really what it was.
1: I feel like it's that or almost like, it was similar to the blackout, like blackout Tuesday where people were like, yeah. I just need to post it so people don't think I'm racist. Yeah, there was a lot of that too.
0: And truly, I hope you don't gotta post nothing so people don't think you're racist. Cause if it takes you posting that for people not to think you racist, You done, done, said, or been a part of something that leads somebody to think that you're racist?
2: That's
1: facts. I, I mean, I remember we had a, a team meeting with like one of our head bosses at the company, and it was like, "Hey, this is a free time if anyone wants to speak." And I was like, "No one's speaking." I was like, "Listen, this is cool that we're you know sending out emails and you're putting things on social media and you know you're pushing the diversity programs that you've had here." I was like, "No offense, but..." It just seems like it's opportunist and you're just doing it now, but I don't think it's genuine and I don't know if it's going to be a continuation two weeks down the line. And I, cause That's facts. I was like, I don't I don't care that you think about it now. Like, where have you been the whole time? I'm sure you have a mm-hmm. minority growth program. Have you been funding? Have you been pushing it? Because I barely heard about it. I don't know what's going on. So don't just you say, you, say you care now. Exactly. I'm like, don't just say you care right. about it now. I needed to see this before and I need to see it now. I need to see it in the end of the year. I don't want to see like, oh, we put a couple extra million to this. Is that it? Because it's not all about money, man. Like you can do more within the community.
2: And they got to do it longer than it's popular. Mm -hmm. Because right now we saw a wave of it being cool to be pro-black. And that's why everybody's company and everybody's corporation and everybody's social media was pro-black. But it's starting to not be as cool anymore because people are starting to – Try to go back to regular life. It's getting hot outside. Beaches are opening up, mm-hmm.
1: and it's not going to be as cool anymore. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying like a couple of weeks ago. Was like we can't go back to normal because it's not there. like we have to move forward to something new. Something like that. Right.
0: Yeah. If in a month, two months, summer ends and it's like, oh, it feels normal again. It's died down. It's not no intensity in the streets. It's back to the old ways. That's how we know we failed. Yep because we're yep. trying to get as far away as we can from the always. ways.
2: Mm-hmm. They, the thing is, for people who don't look like us, they want things to go back to normal for them. You, like the three of us, we can't afford for life to go back to normal because that's when we were being killed in the streets. That's normal for us being over-policed. That's normal for us being discriminated against. That's normal for us being oppressed. That's normal for us. Having to have these conversations within ourselves that's normal for us. We can't go back to normal. Yeah. We don't want to go back to normal. Cannot. Everybody pushing for normal doesn't understand the magnitude of normal. They want to go back to being comfortable. Mm. They want to go back to not seeing what's actually happening.
0: Absolutely.
1: Ooh, mm. what a- Y'all got me preaching. I know, man. You were going. I was we just listening. It, I was listening. Let him <laughs> talk. Say, see about us. Come see I what we're get doing. <laughs> Uh, all right, you guys want to wrap this thing up? Do music and TV real quick?
0: Yeah. Uh, Music-wise, i just been on that. Uh, Young and May put out a couple of new things. Actually, you know what? That Jeff Harlow was popping remixes like that. Ooh. You got Toy Lanes, da baby, and Lil Wayne on it. It's kind of like that. Damn. TV-wise, i say get on uh, the show alone. It's like naked and Afraid on steroids.
1: Oh, you and these fucking shows that you like, man. I swear to God. <laughs> Say the title again.
0: Uh, it's called Alone. Alone. It's a it's a survivalist show. I like it.
1: Okay. Mm, all right. For me, oh, you know what I want to watch the the uh, Netflix has their thing of the killing of Sam Cooke. If you don't know who Sam Cooke is innovator with music in general, you definitely know his songs. If you don't know him, I need mm-hmm. to check that out. Music-wise, you did take mine, because I was going to do that Jack Harlow song. So I don't have shit. So just shout out to the podcast and do all that shit per per normal.
2: Me, I'm a, I'm a Drake guy. So I've been listening to uh, the Dark Lane demo tapes since he dropped it. And I haven't really listened to anything else unless it's throwback Jay-Z. Mm. So, uh, but that's just my personality. And um, TV show-wise... I've been watching this show called Married at First Sight. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I talk about it so much. I love
2: it. It's it's exciting. It's something that I feel like I would want to do. Like what? a little eight-week trial. Oh, You wouldn't? No, no,
1: no, no. I think it would be dope.
2: I mean, I'm single.
1: I'm not entertaining anybody. But Married at First Sight, isn't that you literally get married at first sight?
2: Yeah, like yeah. the first time they meet is at their wedding. That's
1: wild, dude. That's like Indian, like arranged weddings. Like, nah, nah, nah.
2: Yeah, and it works for them. Well, yeah, for some
1: of them, it does work. I'm, I'm happy. We for just
2: have it. this Eurocentric idea that you got to fall in love for
1: it to work. Oh, man. You oh, should have.
0: What did I tell you? Eric, did I not speak on how marriages can be successful and it ain't this fairy tale love that everybody chases? All
1: right, all right, all right. We, Chris, we're gonna have to have you back on because it obviously seems like we have a lot more to fucking talk about. But we're gonna yeah. have to end this podcast because we're gonna run out of time with this fucking thing. Yeah, hey, I'm always available, so y'all let me know. Hey, we might have. Hey, I, I, I just you hit you with a follow you on you Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Shout out all your
2: your podcast, Instagram,
1: anything else you want to share with everybody. All
2: right, my Instagram is at Chris N McMillan. That's C H R I S N as in Nancy M C M I L L I A N. Uh, That's me on Instagram and Twitter. Um, I'm also on the flock podcast. That's the underscore flock podcast on Instagram. It's just me and a couple guys I graduated from college with one of my fraternity brothers and uh, two of my other best friends. We get on there. We talk about current events. We talk about sports. We get on there. We rant and rave and talk shit and it's just a good time. Um,
1: So give us a follow. Give us a listen. And uh, it's all love. Hey, Chris, thank you for coming on as thanks for bringing your boy through i might we'll even say can't we can't might need to get him say. next week but i don't know we'll have to figure that out with Paige and all that because um, i would we definitely have some old topics that we talked about that i would love to get your opinion on absolutely yeah absolutely yeah so we'll have to figure that out um all right yeah so thank you for listening as always you can follow us on instagram and twitter porch talk no a subscribe itunes spotify google play all that um, I think that's it. We appreciate you guys again. Listen to Chris on the flock podcast, correct? The flock. Yes sir. And that's it. We'll be back next week.
0: Peace
2: in a boy. Motherfucking house, boy.
0: More than a motherfucking house, boy. Motherfucking house, boy. More than a motherfucking house, boy. Dying in the streets, niggas riding in the streets. Try the police, then we sob and repeat. I done seen this like a hundred million times. Seen a white riot get a black nigga shot.